The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the benefits of hiring virtual marketing assistants. Joining us is Trisha Shortino, who is the CEO of Belay Solutions, which is a motley crew of impossibly talented, endlessly passionate, and uncomfortably generous, eclectic souls, all united by one common denominator, to live and serve through the use of virtual assistants. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Belay Solutions is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Trisha and I talked about why marketers need virtual assistants. And today we're going to talk about integrating virtual assistants into marketing technology. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay Solutions. Trisha, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, great to be here. Ready for part two. Excited to have you back on the show and to continue the conversation we started yesterday. We started off yesterday talking about marketing and virtual assistants and some of the ways that VAs can help you not only execute your marketing campaigns, but specifically help you scale the work that you're doing, how you can document, how you can assess some of the things that are slowing you down as a marketer, and then outsource them. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about the use of MarTech, marketing and technology, and how that overlaps with virtual assistants. Sure, it's easy for me to say, I'm going to go hire a virtual assistant who's going to go be my copywriter, who's going to go create my social posts. But often what we're doing in marketing is we're using technology to understand data, to unearth signals about our prospects, to help us figure out how to execute a campaign. So how do we leverage both the power of virtual assistants to scale ourselves and the use of these technologies that do a relatively similar thing? I think that your virtual assistant is a great person to monitor the data that technology gives you. So data is awesome and we need it to make decisions and somebody needs to pull it all together and analyze it. So number one, you can use a virtual assistant to be a researcher and provide the data in a way that helps you make decisions on your marketing strategy and analysis. They're also great executors of then what. 
So executors of things that technology may not do. They may be the administrator of the technology. For example, let's say you use HubSpot as a tool for your technology. Who's taking care of HubSpot? Who's setting up HubSpot? Who's making sure the contact lists are scrubbed? Who's making sure the campaigns are running the way they should? Who's ensuring that the tasks or the things that the marketing team is working on are getting into the system? So there's opportunities like that. If you look at social media, same thing. You you may need somebody to come alongside you and help create strategy for your social media before you're able to set it and forget it. Who's creating the posts? Who's writing the posts? Are they being delivered at the right times? Who's analyzing that for you? Really executing on your marketing strategy are the tactical things you could leverage a virtual assistant for. So I think it's a partnership between manpower and technology that exists in marketing and many other avenues inside an organization, both and. You know, I think it's interesting that one of the things you talked about was evaluation. And often I think that in technology, we think about we need to build systems that are going to unearth all of the problems that we have. We have our monitoring systems, alerting mechanisms. And often building out those systems is way more time consuming and expensive than just having somebody do a sweep of what's actually happening. And I'll give you an example here. We had an email deliverability problem last year. We probably sent too many cold outreach emails and somebody marked us as spam and all of a sudden our domain reputation suffered for a little while. And we realized that we need to do a better job of keeping track of what was happening with our email deliverability rates. So there were two solutions. One, go pay for an expensive tool that is a deliverability evaluation tool and move some of our systems around to be able to use it. Two, go hire an expensive consultant. Or three, hire a virtual assistant who would go through, look at the data that we have from our existing tool sets, put it into a report, and send it to me once a week. Now, the virtual assistant we're using costs 7 to $10 an hour, and they're going through once a week and saying which email account has what deliverability rates, how many emails did they send, where they received, what the click-through rate is, right? It's my whole email deliverability report that I would get from an incredibly expensive tool or a consultant, and I just have somebody building a report for me manually. So there's the evaluation piece. Somebody can keep an eye on what's happening for you basically stand guard at the door. What are some of the other ways that virtual assistants can overlap with technology? Well, I think kind of what we mentioned in there too was aside from the analysis and monitoring technology, don't we always evolve? I mean, I hope as an organization and a leader that your message, your marketing, your deliverability, your operations, if you will, evolve over time. It could be with that technology, you're evolving. But in the evolution of your marketing team and your marketing technologies, there need to be boots on the ground to help initiate those changes. It may be something as simple as the example of an email campaign, but it could be very well monitoring and say, okay, I've gotten all the data. Well, this email campaign is not hitting. So now what? We need to rework some things. We need to make changes. We need to make edits. Who's going to do that? You? Are you going to go through and and edit your email campaigns? No, that's something easily delegatable. It's like the next step past the analysis is the then what? The then what is there's work to be done. There's production to be changed. There may be initiatives that need to be adjusted. And so having somebody at your side that can help you make change to what's not working or do more of what is working 
is super helpful when you look at a person leveraging your technology and making adjustments accordingly so that you can continue to have the right results and eliminate the wrong results. One of the things that I'm most proud of in our organization is the infrastructure that we've built that helps us automate our content production. Talk about this regularly on the podcast where I started doing two daily podcasts. We started building a freelance team to help us support with the editing, content production, publishing, and then eventually the guest communications. And we had to build this rich, integrated system saying, okay, when X happens, Y person is responsible for the next task. And one of the things that we evolved into was, I mentioned, the guest communications. I'll give you an example. When your episode of this podcast is edited, you will get an email from me saying, hey, Trisha, we've edited your episodes. Here are the files. Let us know if you have any content. Now, I'm not actually the one sending it, even though it's coming out of my inbox. We've got a communications manager that is sending that, but they have to have the ability to go grab the two correct files, listen to them, make sure that they're actually edited, quality check them before they're sent out. That to me is the integration of not only the technology, but the people as well. It's not just enough to say, great, it's time to fire it off an email. We have a template. There's different assets that you have to include. And sometimes you got to do your spot checking to make sure everything's right. So we've got somebody monitoring your systems. We talked a little bit about doing creative work or using your templates and manipulating them. Are there other ways that you can integrate virtual assistants into your MarTech stack? So I think you had it exactly there when you said that quality assurance is the third thing from a marketing tech perspective, is that you do want to make sure that what you are considering to be complete work and done work and whatever it is you're putting out there is exactly what you had hoped it would be, that it meets your expectations. And you want eyeballs on those things. And those eyeballs don't need to be your eyeballs. Again, that's something you're delegating. You can delegate quality control in alignment with what your technology is producing for you. Now, you mentioned quality control. I agree with you. You can have people monitor what's happening in your business. You can have them use the triggers from your technology to do your outreach. You're doing your quality assurance. There's a flip side. How do you use marketing and technology to integrate with virtual assistants as opposed to using virtual assistants to integrate with marketing technology? Talk to me a little bit about the use of technology to understand how efficient your VAs are and whether they're actually doing the jobs or providing value. There are so many different tools, and I think it will depend on your specific preference on how granular you want to get. So there's a lot of tools out there that you can use with a virtual assistant that can track kind of what a day in the life would look like for them. There's different timekeeping tools like Toggle or Time Tracker or things like that. I mean, there's some people who will put technologies on their virtual assistants, machines or, or laptops or computers, whatever they're using, equipment, if you will, to monitor the work that they're doing. So you can kind of gain efficiency. And we have people that that is very important to them. They want to understand how much time is being spent on each specific task so that they can monitor the efficiency and the productivity of the work being done. Honestly, at Belay, we coach differently. We're kind of anti-time tracking, if you will. And that may be because we're a different type of virtual assistant service. We're very relational. So the way we track whether or not somebody has done a great job has to do with keeping the end result in mind. And so we would say, regardless of what was done every minute of the day or what was done on Monday versus what was due on Tuesday, were the deliverables met? Was the work of the quality you expected? Did they do the job? 
Did they meet the goal? Did they meet the expectation? If the answer is yes, then does it matter if they did the task at 9am on Tuesday or at midnight on Monday? If it was due at noon? So we would say the answer is if the job got done the way you wanted it to get done when you got it done, then you have success. Now, there's also the school of thought, like you just said, you want to know specifically the example so you can monitor productivity. So I would say both of those schools of thought can be successful. But as an individual, which one feels better? The thought that goes through my head as we're talking through this is it depends what your relationship is with the VA. If you are charging on an hourly rate and somebody is doing a repetitive task, you want to make sure they're not checking Facebook on your dime. So I think that the time tracking tools are useful when they are basically focusing on efficiency and it's a volume play as opposed to a task-oriented relationship. If somebody has 10 tasks to do in 10 days to do them and they do 10 in the 10th day and they meet the deadline, who cares how many hours they spend? And I totally agree with you, but that also probably feeds into what their compensation should be. Should they be getting paid on a per task basis? Should they be getting paid on an hourly basis? Talk to me about when you're integrating VAs into marketing technology, what do those relationships look like? Should you be billing hourly? Should you be coming up with project rates? What's the right way to make sure that everybody has accountability and is treated fairly? Yeah, and I think there's a few different ways you can slice it. I mean, at Belay, we're built off an hourly model. So we look at the work in an hourly rate perspective, and we work at chunks of hours. So that is that is just the school of thought we've gone with. We have also served and have the opportunity, to your point, to sell like on a project basis. We do some work like that with webmaster services and different services we have here at Belay, where the fee is being charged by the project, not by the hour. Now, I think when you come down to thinking through what you want to pay or be paid for a project, when you're doing the analysis of that, typically what we find is that you're basing that project quote, if you will, or payout on how many hours you think it's going to take to complete it. So for us, it would boil down to we're recommending by hour. You know, I think that there's, like you said, two schools of thought here, and it's just the same as hiring an in-house marketer. It's about aligning incentives. If you have an in-house marketer whose entire compensation is tied to revenue growth, they're going to be focused on short-term revenue growth and not the long-term health of the business. If somebody is a salaried employee who gets compensated on the 10-year trajectory of or your LTV, they're going to be focused on building long-term relationships. Same thing goes with virtual assistants, right? If you want somebody to be focused on hourly efficiency and churning out constant work, you're going to be looking at hourly, you're going to be looking at time tracking. If you want somebody to focus on getting the project done the most successful, then you have to tie their compensation to outcomes. And hey, there's no reason why you can't do both. Trisha, last question I have for you here, or it's not even a question. When you see marketers starting to think about how to integrate their VAs into technology, what are some of the biggest pitfalls that they have where the technology either gets in the way of the VA or vice versa? Oh, gosh, there could be a couple on this list, I will tell you. The first pitfall we see with anybody starting with a virtual assistant, maybe if you have never done before, is the aptitude to delegate or lack of understanding how to delegate and how to delegate right. So there could be misses on how you're moving the work off of your plate and putting it on somebody else's plate. 
Did you give all the details correctly? Did you give the right guardrails and guidelines? Did you say you wanted it in a spreadsheet or a presentation? You know, are you delegating effectively so that what you get back is in alignment with the work product you expected? So that's the first thing we see very frequently is people who have a hard time delegating and appropriately communicating the need to the new person. So that's always the number one thing we see as an issue. The second thing I would say is time. Whether you're outsourcing or hiring an employee or hiring somebody internationally or domestic, the person will need time to integrate into your systems and specifically how you use them. Let's say you need somebody to come in and help with email campaigns. They may have email campaign knowledge, but do they have knowledge in your business specifically? What works specifically for you? So when you think through working with a virtual assistant or anybody that you're bringing on, whether they're contractor related or W-2, there has to be a time for training, if you will. There has to be an onboarding period where the expectation has to be your job actually is to give them the information they need to be successful. It might be training on a tool because maybe they know how to use HubSpot, but maybe they haven't used a feature you used. Those are the two things I would say is number one, are you delegating the right way? And number two, are they trained to use the tool the way you use the tool? Just because they have knowledge in the tool doesn't mean they've used it the way you've used it. Hiring a virtual assistant is not something that goes without onboarding. Just like hiring an in-house marketer, you may have technology that you need to train them on. You have processes, you've got culture, you've got an understanding of your brand, product, services. When you hire a virtual assistant, they can get up and running and scale relatively quickly, but they are still people. They still need to understand what you're trying to accomplish and what your goals are. And no matter what the technology is, you still have to deal with people no matter what. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay Solutions. If you'd like to get in touch with Trisha, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter, where her handle is Trisha Shortino. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. Or you could visit her company's website, which is Belay Solutions, B-E-L-A-Y, solutions.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? 
then visit IHearEverything.com.